Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Arms podcast. My name is Connor Carr. I'm Carl Stout. And today we are covering the new Power Man and Iron Fist 3. But first we'll cover some Iron Fist news. Uh, namely the TV show, because there's never really any Iron Fist news. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got photos. They've started filming, so that's good. Um, we got lots, a couple of... lots of photos, and they're getting lots of interesting comments. Yeah, uh, I stay away from comments now. I just get too angry. Believe it or not, a lot of the comments have been uh, uh, towards Miss Meacham's outfit. It did strike me as a bit odd, but... Because um, the original origin and whatnot coming out in the 70s and miss meacham is wearing retro 70s clothes yeah so a lot of people actually liked that i like it i mean she looks a bit too <clears throat> raggedy for like a rich person though you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but like i do like they're going for the retro look with a yeah <clears throat> and obviously with the pictures they've already leaked uh they're they're putting somewhat different of a spin on the origin yeah, uh, you're referring I, to Ward Meacham? Uh, all the Meachams. I, from from what I'm gathering from the photos leaked, uh, Danny was a part of their lives yeah. when he was younger, and I also think they're going to have the whole trip-slash-accident happen when he's older, and I also think he's not going to be in Kunlun for 10 years. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I I haven't seen anything yet to indicate that he won't be in there for a while. I don't think it'll happen when he's older. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember there was that article with the four years thing, but that ended up being a typo. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm hoping that he'll be there for the same amount anyway. I don't want him to be there for shorter. But yeah, so we've seen Danny, and we've seen Joy. Um... Let's talk about Danny. Uh, that that seventy show, Danny. <laughs> and yeah, he... well, this is a little better explanation upon you know leaving Kunlun and magically showing up in New York, you know, two days later and clean shaven. Uh, mm-hmm. This looks like he's got a couple months growth beard on him, uh, and he's back in New York City. And he he apparently, he's dressed in rags. He's dressed in rags, has no shoes, but apparently has purchased an iPod, and I don't know if that's a scene photo or him just chilling in between takes photos, because I don't see it in other pictures. There's only two photos where he's got the iPod Yeah. In. So I'm hoping that's uh, just him chilling out on the side of the set. Yeah, because he does look pretty goofy there as well, like he's singing in the rain or something. Apparently he DJs the actor. Okay. I think he's he actually does DJ events. 
where uh, he spins records and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, but he's got a big beard. I mean, they obviously went for a more authentic, hey, I just came from freaking, you know, the Himalayas. But uh, <laughs> he's not wearing any shoes, so you think you need shoes to walk that far. I mean, even Kung Fu slippers are better than no shoes. When it comes uh, speaking, to of, speaking of Kung Fu, though, that's exactly it. Kane from Kung Fu walking the earth barefoot. Mm. True. And I'm also wondering, because it seems like, you know, he's interacting with Joy pretty early on, and he knows, and as you said, he knows the Meachams, which makes more sense to me, because mm-hmm. since in the comic they keep going on about how Harold's his best friend, even though he looks really evil, and their business partners and stuff, and it's like, well, you think... It's mustache! <laughs> you think the families would know each other? Can't trust him, why not? Look at that mustache. And speaking of Harold Meacham, uh, we got David Wenham. Mm-hmm. And I am sorry, because he's one of my favorite actors. I love him in pretty much anything he's in. Um, like the, the casting so far has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the only issue I can see, and I'm honestly shocked that no one has said anything because of the wonderful... Everybody gets offended. Yeah. In this yeah. wonderful world. Do you know where I'm going with this? I have a pretty good idea, but continue. Uh, in the wonderful world where everyone gets offended by everything because everything is now racist, they cast a Chinese woman as a Japanese girl. And if you go back in history, those two have a whole other plane of issues. Oh, yeah. Going way back. Well, I think everyone in that general area had issues with Japan. <laughs> so, true, yeah. true. Yeah, Japan no, I actually didn't even know people. that, because I didn't really look into the actress that got cast. Um, yes, she is, uh, I believe... She's she's half Chinese, and now I can't remember if the other half is white or Hispanic. But she's not full-blooded Chinese. She is. Hmm. Yeah, I have. I actually have not heard anything about that, which is interesting because no, of... no, no one said boo about it. If anything, everyone's like, "Great casting. She'll be great for the part." And I'm like, "Wait a minute." Well, I know, like, <laughs> I know most of the. No one's losing it. Most of the I'm, people I'm, who lost I'm it with the Iron Fist thing was um, white people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like a lot of more of the, a lot of the more vocal crowd was people of our particular pigmentation, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it might be the case for this I, I don't know I'd be interested to see yeah because I haven't heard anything about it and I'm actually pretty surprised to be honest um, I thought like because I mean I've gotten comments and stuff uh, like on YouTube um, even one like a Canadian uh, like a Chinese Canadian I guess <laughs> is the term I can think of for it um mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, oh, I agree There's with you guys. I don't mind about Danny and stuff. I'd be, but I haven't heard anything about this. Um... Yeah, there's a large... I, hey, uh, I personally have never been to Canada. My uh, friends through school and whatnot. Being in Connecticut, that was a large thing. There was the Canada trip in high school that everyone every year and a whole bunch of people would go. The main reason why they would go is apparently they real lax on the whole carding law when it comes to drinking. <laughs> yeah. So oh, all these 
fleets of kids would go up there for the Canada trip, which was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And one of those days when they would get bombed. Uh, but uh, they all came back saying they couldn't believe how many uh, Asians were actually up there. You know, they might they might actually change Colleen to half Chinese. Possibly, but that's... Uh, it would I fit mean, in better. Colleen is a samurai, and a samurai is Japanese. Yeah, but I guess are they going to go that whole route in the show? Um, I don't know. Apparently she has a uh, kung fu school or martial arts school. I mean, I guess we saw a ninja in the first season of Daredevil, so I guess nothing's really off the table when it comes to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, okay. Just just the first season of Daredevil had a ninja in it? Oh, well, the second season had a lot of ninjas, but the first season was very kingpin-orientated. Then, hey, look, it's a hand ninja. Whoa, <laughs> all right, in full costume. That was cool. Anyway. You do have to wonder if they're going to tie those in also. Yeah, I, remember, uh, it's going to meet sooner or later. This is all going to become one show, The Defenders. And I'm glad they're filming Iron Fist now, because that means it'll be out before The Defenders. I was worried that The Defenders would come out before Iron Fist. Um, you know, because there's, there's other things that have made mistakes, you know, bringing people in who aren't properly established, like that... Oh, you know a movie came out recently that put too much things in? Ah, I think it was called... I think it was called... Batman versus Superman with a really stupid subtitle or something? I don't know. I don't I've want the Defenders... Yeah, I know, it's 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 pretty, like, obscure and indie. That's some, um, some indie film? Is that the yeah. film that was four hours, and then the, you know, the studio stepped in and turned it into two and a half hours that made no sense? Yeah, you know, I was reading an interview with the editor for that, and he's like, oh, there was even more characters and subplots in the original cut, and I'm like, really? More? What is wrong with you people? Like, oh, yeah, they were trying to get everybody uh, in. Anyway, I didn't want the Defenders to... It wouldn't have been as bad as that if they introduced Iron Fist in there, but I still didn't want them to introduce Iron Fist before he had his own show, and I'm glad that that will not happen. Now, I am curious, are they going to go the whole romance route with Danny and Joy? You know, childhood friends, comes back, conflicted about her David Wenham dad, who's a psycho. We'll have to see on that. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen Getting Square you should see it because David Wenham's in it and he's a really funny heroin addict um aren't all heroin addicts funny no <laughs> oh I'm sorry I'm empathetic oh right no this is a very Australian humour movie but yeah I love David Wenham I'm so glad he's uh Harold Meacham that's gotten me really excited like a lot more excited for the show than I was not that I wasn't excited for the show but this is, yeah. You hate it a little less now. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> no, you I, hate everything. I I don't stop. I yeah. Okay, most things. But <laughs> speaking of hate, no, nah, that's too strong a word. <laughs> um. So but the, we also got other... a couple of teaser pictures as well, like a childhood photo. Yeah, oh, they're sneakers. Yeah, oh, and that's the other thing. Ward Meacham's been changed from the uncle to her brother. Yeah, to the older brother. And her, Joy, and Danny hung out as kids, and it has photos of their sneakers, and, of course, Danny is wearing green and gold sneakers, symbolizing his Australian heritage. (laughs) Stretch much. (laughs) 
It's not a stretch. It's true. You'll see. Oh, There's a reason they've cast Australia's other other favourite son, David Wenham, because they're infiltrating Hollywood. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You look get at Hugh Jackman. Can- get some Canadians out of work. Was I like to call him Hugh Jackman? And okay, so and the other teaser picture was who, what was that? You know, it's like something scribbled. Who is Joy Meacham or who is Danny Rand? What was that again? I was I was a notepad for like messages for Joy Meacham and it said who is Danny Rand with a question mark. <clears throat> so it looks like someone had contacted Rand Incorporated to speak with Joy, either being Danny or somebody calling for Danny because I don't even know if he knows how to use a phone. Another interesting aspect is will be what is different for him oh, from so when he's not he left. Goofy. Like, I don't think he'll be goofy, given the Netflix shows, but, like, yeah. I honestly think they're going to put a whole kung fu spin on the whole thing, with the whole... Because, let's be honest, why the hell does he need to learn Buddhism? Um, well, he doesn't, really. But... But he's learning, like, three different types of kung fu, tai chi, and Buddhism right now in his training. Yeah. For the role. The Buddhism part is interesting. I think we mentioned that last time. We didn't really know why he was doing it. I mean, I'm happy he's doing it. Oh, I'm completely yeah. happy he's doing it. I still hope he's really angry. I want that. <laughs> well, I mean, the best parts of early Iron Fist is Danny being angry. Well, besides the House of Traps, anyway. But well, Skyscraper of Traps. Uh, who is... Uh, never mind. But there's the, the, the post-it, and then there's the uh, flyer for uh, Colleen's martial arts school oh yeah yeah and that's another interesting thing that she's running a martial arts school so um, apparently apparently uh nightwing restorations is not in effect yet i really don't care <laughs> you can't stand misty night that's yeah no I'm... if she was not in the show i know a lot of people would be angry but i would not be I... one of them <clears throat> Um, and I, I'm the one who's going to be forced to listen to you cheering if they make him hook up with Colleen instead of Misty. <laughs> yeah, although if they do the mind meld thing, that'd be pretty weird. The only thing Danny should hook up with is his fist. Oof. No, no comment on that one. I wish I didn't say that. That was weird. <laughs> anyway, All right. um, to issue three, please. Yes, issue three, Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, Still written by David Walker, still drawn by Sanford Green, and the color artist is Lee Lothridge. I haven't been paying attention, but I'm pretty sure he's done the other two also. Joe Quesadilla is still the creative officer chief that's letting this happen. Send your hate mail to him. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's still getting hate mail for one more day. Like, and uh, Jake Thomas is the editor who is asleep at the wheel. Yeah. I'm not, not jaded at all over here. <laughs> now, the cover is uh, Black Mariah and Jenny high-fiving each other, and Black Mariah is sitting on Luke Cage and Jenny is sitting on Iron Fist, and they both look like they are in pain. Um, in the variant cover, which is drawn by Kiron or Karon Grant, K-E-R-O-N, is awesome. 
Yeah. It's a Danny and Luke back to back with a graffiti wall background. It's just fantastic That's artwork. Cool. I don't have access to variants right now, but uh I'll post it on the page afterwards. I I have already posted that one on the page. A oh, okay. Weeks. Yeah, uh for FYI dear listeners, uh Carl is definitely the more active person on uh Facebook. If you want really intelligent, thought-provoking posts, you can always follow me on Twitter. <laughs> but if you want nice pictures to look at, yes, you can follow. I, Carl. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> no, I, I post there sometimes. <laughs> Everywhere, every once in a while, there's a quip of hate from Connor. Hey, a quip of hate. Well, that's a new phrase. I like it. I'm stealing it. It's gonna get t-shirts made up. Yeah. The iron fisted quip of hate. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> Bet that'll be in the show. I hope it is. Anyway, so we cut to Luke Cage's house where Jessica is being a jerk. Chewing, chewing him a new one as usual. Because he wrecked a shirt. Yes. Uh, I can't believe you ruined that shirt. I got you for Father's Day. What the bleep is going on? Do you think I'm a fool, Luke Cage? Is that it? And there's Luke looking absolutely pathetic as he goes through an entire closet of yellow shirts. <laughs> and there's Danny playing with Danielle, who is Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' child, which is named after Danny, um, in the background where they can clearly hear. And Luke exclaiming that he does not think she's a fool. She's the smartest person he knows, and he knows Reed Richards. It was just an accident that the shirt got destroyed. Oh, yeah, big time whipped. And she doesn't believe it. An accident. I saw a video online of you two fighting Gorilla Man in the Black Tarantula. I know you and Danny are trying to bring the whole Power Man and Iron Fist thing back together. And there's Luke in his closet of gold going, Luke, baby, first of all, not all people. Luke yeah. does the whole oh baby routine. Danny and I were just helping a friend. And third, he's in the next room, and I think he can hear us. And, of course, Miss Krabby Pants is like, do I look like I give a beep? Hey, Danny, can you hear me from there? Now we have, a, like, a weird shot of a... Uh, I don't it's know what that up. facial expression is for Daniel, but Danny's got his cheeks dimpling up uh, Again, um, and as I said, I, I still don't complain about the art style. I like it; it's over the top, exaggerated. But I mean, I have no problem with it. For me, it's the best part of the books, actually. It's actually it's it grows the art style grows on you. Um, Plus, we get some very amusing panels where people kind of look potato. <laughs> yes, and uh, this could be one of them. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to ask... Danny basically puts the fault upon himself right here. He didn't. He said Luke didn't want to team up. We were just helping a friend and it went overboard. Um, and I'm just going to ask our listeners here, can someone contact us or something? Because, uh, as I said, I read Bendis's New Avengers, and while I wish that was just a, you know, haze of bad writing and mediocrity um it, <laughs> well, yes I mean, yes at its best it was mediocre but yeah Got anyway. Padawan. let the hate flow through you <laughs> <laughs> um i can't remember jessica hating danny at all well not hating danny but like hating the whole 
you know, just being this cranky and hating her and uh, Pound Man and Iron Fist teaming up. And if someone wants to enlighten me as to maybe there's been a comic Actually, I've missed or something where. You know, Actually, enlighten both of us because I don't know of this either. This is a whole new spin. I mean, if anything, I remember her teaming up with the two of them to get stuff done before the baby was born. And well, after the baby was born, they were still functioning as a unit for the New Avengers. Hell, they hired Daredevil as a babysitter at one point. Oh wait, yeah, no, then he sort of just stumbled girl. in. But anyway, um... Squ- uh, Squirrel Girl was their regular nanny, and she actually had to prove herself. And almost took out Wolverine in the process. Let's not talk about that, Sparks. <laughs> I could... Oh, Bandus! Uh, you can't see it right now, but Connor's looking straight up in the air, shaking his fist. I was literally doing that. Like Bandus just has favoritism. He just craps on characters he doesn't care for just to make his characters look good. It's like, why does Wolverine need to look better than he already is? He's already an immortal samurai berserker, bloody plot armoured. He has plot armour despite the metal skeleton and healing factor. Now that's impressive. Batman eat your heart out. Like, well, I mean, I guess he did die, though, so there's that. Uh, he'll be back. Well, dead in heavy quotations. Um, and even, even before he comes back, there's still putting in, like, a bunch of other Wolverines. One of them literally being him from an alternate universe. Thanks, Bendis. Um, so... Oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, Old Man Logan. He's in 616 now, I think. I don't know why. Uh, some secret... Wo- oh, God. What are you is- confusing me and I need a flowchart? <sighs> what is happening? What is happening to the... It's all events and crossovers and tie-ins... <laughs> You know what's good about this book? At least it's not bogged down by that stuff. We're we're changing the name of the podcast, by the way, to uh, Sons of the Tangent. (laughs) Yes. Sons of the Tangent. It's Anyway, yeah, let's get back to the issue. So blah, 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 Jessica's being cranky, whatever. Yeah, we get a a two-panel flashback of catching uh, Jessica up to what has happened. Yeah. And... uh, Iron Fist and Power Man having a little bit of an argument, saying, yeah, how many Iron times I got to tell you Jenny duped us? We don't know for sure. She's working with Black Mariah. We don't know for sure. Danny, a nun told us. Jenny was rolling with Black Mariah. A nun. Nuns don't lie. God is their boss. <laughs> well, at least here it comes off as Danny's trying to believe in his friend instead of being, you know, stupid like he did before. Mm-hmm. He's at least he's getting angry about it here, whereas before he's just like, um, and yeah, that's literally the dialogue if you go back and read it. So you will see that in the speech bubble. Anyway, um, so uh, so Jessica's like, ooh, well, what are you guys gonna do? And then Iron Fist proceeds to explain their plan, which is finding them, because Danny still thinks that, uh, it's a misunderstanding. And as he's saying that, it's cutting to Jenny and Black Mariah walking into a joint. Oh, sorry. Um. And then Jessica basically says, okay, so Jenny may or may not have played you, she might be working with Black Mariah, what did you, 
What are you two getting ready to do? I'm glad you asked, Jessica. Yeah, and uh, Black so Mirage... They're, they're walking into a, what appears to be a 24-hour grocery, which is apparently a front for a gambling event. And she unleashes some demonic voodoo and, well, takes everyone out with weird magic. Yeah, it's like a weird black whip-like extensions are coming off her body from where the tattoos originally were, tearing apart the place. Everyone's being thrown in the air. Uh, money's flying everywhere. Furniture, people, booze bottles. And Black Mariah's running around picking it all up. You know, yeah, like cash and jewelry handed all over. And then, uh, yeah, it just cuts back to Danny and Luke. And Luke in the smallest car in the world. Yeah, Luke is very big in that car. <laughs> that's that's the only way I can describe it. Um, he grows three sizes when he's in that car. And Danny points out, so wait, you're not allowed to swear around Danielle, but Jessica can. And <laughs> Luke goes, Jessica can do whatever she wants, she's the boss. Um, and Danny's like, I know she hates me, and Luke's like, no, that's just the way she shows affection, and she yells and swears at you. And they are being tailed by... Yay, the Reaper of, Brothers. Yeah, these guys. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would read a comic of just these two, honestly. Every time they're in the book, it's a, it's a joy. It's like, oh, good, there you are. A henchman book would be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they're on the phone again with uh, Tombstone, yep. saying, boss, we've been following them all day. They ain't led us to the Black Mariah or the skinny chick with the Super Soul Stone. They ain't led us anywhere. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why they haven't led you to Black Mariah or the skinny chick with the Super Soul Stone? I have to wonder if the writer gets paid for how many times he can mention Super Soul Stone in the book. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is happening there? Because Black Mariah and Skinny Chick have been hitting all my operations. <laughs> So that's exactly what Black Mariah and the skinny chick, a.k.a. Jenny, have been doing. And uh, Lonnie's not liking it to the point where he's screaming, whispering into the phone, and he destroys it after yelling, you two idiots telling me, crush. And then we're back to the Reaper Brothers going, he crushed the phone again, didn't he? That's like the third one this week. What do we do now? I don't know. And back to Danny. Now here we get, get uh, so they're in Doctor Strange's place. Yep, they go to visit Strange. And Danny asks, what are we doing here? And it's like, dude, what do you think you're doing here? It's, again, the dumbification of Danny Rand. Or, or an excuse to give us exposition. I mean, I don't think we need to know why they're seeing Doctor Strange. You see him, he's the go-to guy for anything remotely magical. Only, yeah. Like, the fact, like, that that's explained with... When Doctor Strange is shown, it has Doctor Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts. There, you know, even if you don't know who Doctor Strange is, you know now. That's why they're there to see him. You don't need that exposition there. Anyway, that's nitpicking. But uh, and uh, nice, the nice little jab of seeing, glad to see the world of your word of your reunion is true. And then they dispute it. Well, not really. And uh, Danny's like, oh yeah, Danny's mystical like, vision that we were back together as the team. And he's like, and, uh, I sort of makes a Twitter, Twitter. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Because Doctor Strange is going to tweet. <laughs> well, he calls it Tweeter, so I guess... So they're drinking tea good. and telling uh, Doctor Strange what the scoop is, and even Doctor Strange is unaware of such a magical gem. However, he does mention that is that there is lower-level magic that can be used to make mystical and magical items of the untrained and the unaware. And he said they're actually kind of dangerous because street magic or okie-doki magic, as it's called, is inferior. But needless to say, he can't track it because it's not on his radar. In a nutshell. And we're back to the Reaper brothers outside who've been staking out the situation. And they witness Danny and Luke leaving Doctor Strange's place. They get back into the world's smallest car, and then back to the Reapers. Saying, do we that, keep uh, following? I'll note that Doctor Strange. Can you hear me? Yeah, Luke. Um. Hello, listeners. It, yeah, we had some technical difficulties, and unfortunately, Carl will not be joining us for the rest of the episode. Not that we have much left anyway. But yeah, so like you, I'm sure we all hope that Carl gets back from wherever he got abducted to. Anyway. Uh, yes, so, I believe we are up to the part where they hopped into the car, but first, I just want to point out that we forgot to cover it in the show because we sort of talked about it before the show, um, but I know some people are concerned about Danny not having the dragon brain on his chest, um, I'm pretty sure he's wearing a, he's wearing a flesh-coloured t-shirt. So I'm not really worried about not seeing a brand because he's wearing a t-shirt. And maybe the brand will actually look like a brand and not just black paint. That would be nice. Okay, so they've hopped back into the smallest car in the world. And we got the brothers here, the two henchmen. And yeah, so they hop into the car and the henchmen start following them. Sorry guys, it's uh, it's a bit weird going back <laughs> straight into where we left off because it's actually been about a day since that happened. So, yeah. Oh, and Luke Cage says fiddle faddle some more. Um, and Danny's saying, you know, since Doctor Strange said so, there's no such thing as a super soft stone. And he's just taking Strange's word for it, I guess. And then we cut to Black Mariah's apartment. And Black Mariah is singing about money and throwing it all around her. And Jenny, well, she has black speech bubbles now. She's like, you know, we have enemies to crush, lives to destroy. And, yeah, Jenny's getting pretty angry. She's talking about crazy stuff, like she wants to dance on their graves and roll around naked in the dust of her enemies' crushed bones and shower in their blood. And... That's, uh, that's freaking out Black Mariah a bit. She's a bit worried. And, 
Would you look at that? Carl just messaged me. I'm just going to check if he can record. Um, but yeah, she's freaking Black Mariah out and she's saying, remember what Sinclair said about that necklace? And Jenny's like, you know, I'm fine, I've been never better. And her eyes are starting to glow. And she's going on a power trip, it looks like, and there's crackling dark magic around her. And they start out, and Jenny's going, you know, let's make them pay for what we did. And then we cut back to Luke Cage and Danny. And they're visiting a Senor Magico, who's a wannabe master of mixed mystic arts. This is Luke Cage's go-to guy, I guess. I'm not sure if he's been in Power Man and Iron Fist before, um, but... Yeah, feel free to point out if he has. So, yeah, Luke Cage asks him about the Super Soul Stone, and uh, Senor Magico is like, oh, so it's true. You guys took the Super Soul Stone from Tombstone. And he's saying, you know, you can't mess with that kind of magic. So, yeah, his place is pretty... It's just full of what looks like junk, I guess. Something particularly interesting that stands out. Um... He's wearing, like, a dodgy cape and an Empire State shirt. And, yeah, and Danny's still sceptical. He's like, you know, if this was so powerful, Doctor Strange would know about it. And, uh, he calls Doctor Strange a bendejo and says he's forgotten about more magic than he'll ever know. And he gives up some exposition. We get, like, a full-page sort of cool splash of a, you know sort of cosmic with robots and weird people and Egyptian headdresses and stuff and uh, I, I don't even want to guess some of this stuff so anyway yeah he says it's a creation of street magic conjured from an old spell the book of Anansi the Yoruba trickster it provides untold power to whoever wears the sacred markings and recites the conjuring spell, but here's the thing, it can only give power to someone who is weak. Someone with strength could never access the power. And I can't... See, this is why Carl needs to be here, because I'm not good at remembering. You know, when I read single issues, like a couple of weeks apart, I'm not good at remembering the intricacies. Um, I'm not sure if Tombstone was trying to access it, but this would explain why he couldn't if he was. Because obviously he's not weak, he's quite strong. And the power corrupts and takes over the mind and body again. It's the work of the trickster. And that's what makes it so dangerous. And... Yeah, they both have sheepish looks on their face, and they're both pretty much just like, oops. And he calls them idiots. <laughs> Do you know what you've done? And we cut to Jenny, who's clearly more demon than person now, with the super soul stone in the middle of her chest. Um, and it, well, it corrupts the soul. And Luke goes, how do we stop it? And Danny goes, I can use mystical kung fu, right? And, I mean, I guess it did work. He did exercise a demon by punching it, uh, with his mystical kung fu. So, hey, it might work again. Let's see where that goes. Um, and apparently, according to the book, the power of the super soul stone can only be defeated by a strength greater than the strength it gives. And before you ask, he has no idea what that means. 
I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You just have to defeat. You just have to use a stronger power, I guess. Um, unless it's going somewhere else. Anyway, we cut back to Black Mariah and Jenny, and they've just torn the street up. What's this? It seems like Carl is coming back. Well then. I would put my two cents in on Senior Magico. <sighs> yeah. Basically, if I was writing the story, Danny would have been the one that brought us, brought them to Doctor Strange, and then Luke would have been the one who brought him, them to Senior Magico. That would just make more storytelling sense. Well, Luke brought them to both, but yeah, you're right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. Um, listeners, if you haven't figured out yet, Carl has returned from whatever abyss he was pulled into. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Jane, for the record, best face on Black Mariah ever on that second panel. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Jenny is totally wrecking up this street building. I don't know, and she's holding up this guy who's stuttering an apology. Apparently they were passing a construction site and somebody ran their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and she took offense to it. A lot of offense. Um, her face is all veiny and there's tentacles and gooey stuff coming out of her. And uh, Black Mariah has that face Carl was talking about and she's a bit freaked out. Um, and Jenny's just screaming about how he wants to hear him scream as she tears him limb from limb. So this is getting a bit crazy for... Um, yeah. Black Mariah. Black Mariah's like, remember what the counselor said in prison, control the rage, boo-boo. Don't let it control you. So she proceeds to chuck the construction worker in a pile of rubbish and a rebar. Yeah. That counselor was an idiot. What did she ever do for us other than talk, 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 talk? That Freudian beep. And she and says, she, after... We kill and then she looks others. like a happy Pokemon character. <laughs> yeah. And she says we have to kill the council after we kill the others now. Um, and Black Mariah's like, we just need to talk about all this killing you got planned. You're starting to worry me. And we cut back to, uh, you know, Danny those two. Luke yes. Leaving Pawn Magico. <laughs> yeah. And Danny's like, how can there be something this powerful that I've never heard of? And. Luke's the same reason Black History Month is the shortest month of the year. And, oh. <laughs> and they come up to uh, those two idiots, the two henchmen brothers. Can't remember yeah, the name. The Reaper brothers are awesome. The Reaper brothers, yeah, yeah. As as I was saying before, like the we'll talk about this a bit more at the end. But these single issues, they don't have a lot of meat in them, so I have trouble remembering some of the like intricacies of previous issues if I'm reading like a single issue two weeks apart you know what I mean um, yeah we, we've both discussed this and feel that this is really being stretched out like this yeah. what goes on in these three issues could have definitely been done in two Maybe, I know they're trying yeah. to build something here but sales wise you're gonna lose readers because you're not interesting them enough like when we're covering our old Iron Fist run i don't have as much trouble remembering stuff in that because you know they make an effort to they're not they're not writing it like a trade paperback they're writing it each issue as a mm -hmm. thing 
Um, so Danny's apologizing to Luke, saying, sorry, I didn't believe you before. And he's like, it's all right. We still need to find Jenny and deal with the situation. And then the Reaper brothers are like, man, I've never heard the boss like this before. You can actually hear him? You know what I mean. <laughs> See, more good humor from the Reaper brothers. Thank God they're in this book. <laughs> Jenny could be anywhere. Hold up. We got something to deal with. He sounded worried. I'm telling you, this thing with that necklace, oh, uh, we got trouble. And then the Reapers are face to face with Danny and Luke. Hey, these two clowns work for Tombstone. We're not looking for trouble. Well, you found trouble. Me and my partner here are a hurricane in trouble, about to make a landfall on your butts. Isn't that right, Power Man? Oh, uh, yeah. Sure, like what Iron Fist? Like that Iron Fist. <laughs> They're saying, look, we're not looking for a fight. Tombstone will explain everything. Please don't kick my ass. And so essentially <laughs> they hop in their tiny car and follow them back to... Yes. Uh, and of course, Danny's got a bad feeling that this could be a trap. Luke's like, no worries. It's like, yeah, who, who cares? <laughs> so now he's making fun of that statement Danny just made about them yeah. being a hurricane, making a landfill. And he's like, please don't mock me. Just because I have the power of the Iron Fist doesn't mean my feelings can't be hurt. Did Iron Fist get... Anyway, no, we'll talk about Iron Fist after the issue. <laughs> so now we pull up to Tombstone's HQ. Which looks like it's been repaired. No, no, it hasn't. There's still a giant hole up the top. Um, yep. Yeah. Never mind. And as they're getting there, I swear it's legit, the boss just wants to... Boom! Tombstone comes flying out the front door, sideways, mouth all ajar, rubble flying everywhere. Yep. And of course destroys Luke Cage's little tiny car. Good riddance. <laughs> Our fiddle course, faddle. Yep. I didn't get insurance on this thing. Then how could you legally be driving it, Luke? You're a superhero. Are you driving <laughs> a car in New York City illegally? Now, the, the Reaper brothers almost seem happy to be holding Tombstone up in this next panel. As they ask him, are you okay? And he goes, do I look okay? He then proceeds to chew out Luke Cage. This is all your fault. You and Hong Kong Fooey started all this <laughs> when you stole my property. But that was a misunderstanding, Lonnie. We can make this right. Good, because I'm hiring you and the Karate Kid. <laughs> how, how many references can we make in one book? Mm. <laughs> hiring us? What you talking about? And we got a... Yeah, uh, that he wants to hire them to protect him, and Luke and him are still arguing. And we see that Jenny and well, doesn't really resemble Jenny anymore, but Black Mariah are coming out of the rubble. To yeah, and Iron Fist sees demonic Jenny. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry I didn't listen to anything you were saying before." <laughs> I think you were right. Yeah, I and think Jenny was playing us. And it's kind of odd because the the two panels we kind of see of the whatever Jenny has been transformed into, she almost like looks like some Japanese demon from a horror movie that you might see. And then the very last panel, she looks like her parents might have been human and wrapped her. Yeah. And yeah, the last panel does end on a... Uh, one page splash of Black Mariah and very demonic Jenny pretty much half raptor half human 
and to be continued. So that is the end of the issue. Um, so, well, where to start? Honestly, this has been my favourite issue out of the three so far. I know you don't share my sentiments, but yeah. For me, I... This had the most happening in it, I guess. Um, there was a couple things that annoyed me, but... Yeah, I don't know, it just... But like you said, this could be two issues instead of three. Um, it's just way too stretched out. It didn't need to take this long to get to where we are. And I... Yeah, actually, we've already covered the Jessica Jones stuff. Um, and Iron Fist is still acting odd. Um, yeah, unfortunately, this is almost more of the animated Iron Fist from Ultimate Spider-Man than it is anything that's appeared in comics before. I mean, I was... I enjoyed the issue. And please don't say it's Ultimate Spider-Man Iron Fist, because I don't want to read it with that voice. I hate Ultimate Spider-Man Iron Fist. Um, I mean, I enjoyed this issue, but... I'm going to be honest, I still feel like I'm wasting my money. Um, If I wasn't doing this podcast, I would just be waiting for the trade for 20 bucks. Um, Because I'm not... I don't feel I'm getting bang for my buck here, you know, when these issues are sending me back like $9. Um, That's because you're in the crazy land of Australia. Yeah. Um, As I said, it's my favourite out of the three so far, and I'm, you know, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to the next issue because they're finally going to fight, uh, you know, which is what I've been waiting for, really. Um... But yeah, I, in, in, during my solo bit, people will notice I didn't sound anywhere near as excited as I was when I was talking about the news last week, or in the last couple of weeks, two weeks ago, and the bonus Daredevil issue I did, I, and that's because I wasn't very excited while I was covering this issue. Um, <laughs> you know, like as I said, I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'm really hoping it picks up... I, I, I don't think the suit... <laughs> I hope the series picks up. I don't think it will, though. Um, it's not bad. Um, I guess define bad. Like, I guess if I feel I'm not getting my money's worth, then it's bad. But, you know, it doesn't really offend me on any level. Um, it doesn't... You know, I'm, I'm still... I wasn't that... I wasn't, like, super bored during the issue or anything. Yeah. Um, that being said, I know some people are really enjoying this series so far. Um, I don't get it, but, well, good for you guys, like, I wish I could enjoy it as much as you guys are, um, because I really want to enjoy it, don't get me wrong, um, like, I definitely want to enjoy it, and I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing some action next week, I guess, uh, what did you think, Carl? Uh, again, it was... I thought it was a good issue. It wasn't a great issue. It wasn't a fantastic issue. It looks like it might finally, after three issues, be building up to something, I hope at least. And to be completely honest, Moon Knight number one I would put higher than these three issues. And there's less action in Moon Knight number one. 
Yeah, see, the problem, like, with this, if you're doing, like, the light-hearted Power Man and Iron Fist stuff, you need a lot of action. You can't have talking heads if it's just nothing really happening. Well, I think half my issue is the love of the character, not just Iron Fist. I'm also a huge Luke Cage fan, mm. and neither of these are the two characters I know. Yeah. Luke Cage is not some whipped little wussy when it comes to pretty much everything now. I mean, he doesn't even really want to fight because he doesn't want to ruin his shirt. And Danny's an idiot. And I'm not even the hugest fan of Jessica Jones, but she was never this B-I-T-C-H-E in anything I've read. She was more more that in Netflix than anything else. And this thing, Living Weapon ended on Danny, like, you know, essentially sort of coming to peace with what happened, and that he came away wiser than he was and stuff, and here he's just being a goof. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, is he eating mushrooms or something? Because that would explain it, like... Uh, but, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not, uh, as I said, I, I don't hate it, I'm just, I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth, um, <laughs> and I can't, I know a lot of people are really enjoying it, um, but personally, I recommend you just wait for the trade to come out, at this rate, um, it's been three issues, and they usually release, like, uh, trades in the six issue packs, and I just think, at this point, at this rate, like, it's just gonna be way worth your money a lot more but I guess we'll uh, decide when this story ends so um, and it seems like it's being written for a trade to be honest this would read mm-hmm. a lot better as one book um, and that's that's a problem with Marvel is they're writing for trades a lot uh, these days um, don't get me wrong DC is awful as well but they're just a bit less awful <laughs> right now um, but yeah so <laughs> now I posted the numbers on the sales. Yes. Unfortunately, issue three sales have not been out yet. But as you can see, there was there was quite a drop off between issue one and issue two. Yeah. Now there's two things to remember about that. There's always a huge drop off between issues one and issue two. Always, every single book, it's going to happen because comic book stores don't know what to expect. So they usually always order hot and heavy on issue one. And plus, even if they don't sell out completely and the book does catch on and become hot, what issue is going to be worth the most money? It's going to be issue one. Yeah. So sales are always through the roof on a new issue one in Marvel. You also have to remember, they did 13 freaking covers to issue number one. Yeah. You had to order a minimum of so many covers to get most of those because... I think two or three of those different covers were available otherwise. So you're looking at 10 covers through a comic book store. So if you didn't order a hundred plus of issue one, you weren't going to get even half of those. So that again, also spiked up the interest in sales come out. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's true for the chopping block or anything. Um, especially with, the. Uh the Netflix show coming out they're gonna keep this going um 
you know, unless like unless it just gets awful reception and awful sales, I doubt they'll like change anything. Um, so and like I, I mean, I really as I'll say it again, I do like the artwork. I really like the artwork. Um, like it yeah, suits the suits the tone cool. of the book, and I'm fine with the tone of the book. It's just the characterization. Um, you know. Like, I'm fine with the book being fun and stuff. Uh, but, yeah. They need to team up with Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Let's not start talking about potential team-ups, because there's so many. Um, if anyone is paying attention to what I posted on Facebook, our Facebook page, the cover, the variant cover to number four looks very interesting mm. yeah yeah so that that'll be interesting um I'm looking forward to that actually well maybe I don't know we'll see um so look I gotta say if you weren't sold by the first two issues or even the first issue don't pick this up wait for the wait till uh you hear what we think of the trade if you think our opinions are worth a crap um or just wait for the trade and pick it up anyway uh if you've enjoyed the first two issues or thought they were worth your money and they were good, then definitely pick this up, because you'll like this as well. Um, yeah, that's about all I have to say on it. I um, hope the next one is uh, picks up the pace a bit. And, yeah. And hopefully more senior Magico. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he was awesome. I could do with or without, but whatever. It, yeah, it's a bit strange. Um strange it, interesting it reminded, uh, reminded me of the pawn shop in Pulp Fiction <laughs> yeah I have to wonder if he's got a gimp in a box in the back room <laughs> so uh, any any last thoughts on the issue before we take off my overall thoughts is the story's not really dropping off but it's not really rising up either yeah Alright, well, next week we will be uh, back to our old Iron Fist run. Uh, I don't remember the title of it, but it does have an awesome front page splash. So, yeah. The old book didn't have an awesome front page splash. Mm. Literally, that's how they sold comics last year. They wanted a killer cover and a zinger first page. Yeah, but this first page is, like, you know, spectacular even by, like, the normal standards. Um, anyway, I guess we'll be talking about this next week. So until then, may your wallet become onto a thing of iron. And, yeah. And your next issue be titled A Fine Day's Dying. Yes. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
if you rate us less than five stars, well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks. <laughs>